Welcome to the Blessed Journey. My name is Adam Barillet. Join me as we venture back down the path into nature to discover her magic. Let's learn from the animals, heal with the plants, and feel the crystals. When the moon becomes full, let us gaze up to the stars and find our answers in the darkness. There are so many secrets that Mother Nature has for us. Let's go and find them together. Welcome to the Blessed Journey for another episode. As you may have noticed, it's been in kind of social media and all over the place. And I also pre-warned you in my forecast that Mercury is now in retrograde. It went into retrograde on the 14th of January and stays retrograde into the 4th of February. Now, what I wanted to do today is I wanted to take a bit of a deep dive and go through some different things. This is quite an interesting Mercury retrograde for a couple of reasons. One, it actually changes the sign that it's in halfway through the retrograde. So this will change the flavor of the retrograde. And I actually think that it's quite timely in the where this um, retrograde is happening and where Mercury is in the sky. So today we're going to take a deep dive in, let you know what to expect. Better late than never. I know you've had a few days without Mercury retrograde guidance, but hopefully I gave you a bit of guidance in the forecast and you know what to do. But let's totally unpack Mercury retrograde this week and take a really, really thorough deep dive. Now, the first thing I want to do is go back and a bit of revision. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, if this is kind of a bit boring, skip through a few minutes, but I think it's really essential to really understand what's happening in the sky. So what exactly is a retrograde? Firstly, there's a line called the ecliptic line, which is an imaginary drawn out line, which is the route that the sun takes throughout our sky each day. You actually notice as well that the moon follows that same path. In fact, all the planets are on that path. And there's some really good apps. You know, one of my favorite is called um, Star Chart. And you can basically find the ecliptic line. You can have it put on there and you point your phone at different places in the sky and you can track where the sun is. Hopefully you can see the sun, but you can see when it's also set as well. You can see the moon and you can see the position of the other planets. So all the planets kind of go around on this line. And that's why when you see pictures of our solar system, you see the sun, and you often see these lines around the sun with all the different planets on it. We kind of, It looks like a big kind of Saturn with all the rings. All the planets aren't kind of orbiting around the sun in a kind of um, crazy random way. They're all going on this kind of disc, like a record player in that way. So what happens with a retrograde is that sometimes from our perspective, remember, we're not the center of the universe. We're not living in the sun. We're on the earth. But that all these planets are going the same direction. And occasionally it looks like one stops in the sky and goes backwards. Now, that's actually not happening. Planets don't slam on the brakes and go backwards. What happens is, obviously, planets are all spinning around the sun at different orbits. And sometimes when they're on the other side or the same side of the sun, um, as us, it can suddenly look like they're going the opposite way to which they normally do. And this is called a retrograde. The interesting thing is that along this ecliptic plane, I want you to imagine, I want you to imagine it's a train track. And along the train track, there are 12 different train stations. 
because if we look out beyond the ecliptic plane, we have the 12 different zodiac constellations, which give us the 12 zodiac signs. So you may hear people say, full moon in Cancer, Uranus in Capricorn, all these different types of things. And what that means from our perspective here on Earth, when we look at where the planet is, it's closest or it's, we can see behind it, that planet. What has been noticed by our ancestors and by astrologers now is one, when a planet is in one of those signs, it makes an influ- it flavors the influence of that planet. And two, when a planet goes into retrograde, whatever it governs, it takes that energy away. So this is where we look at the traditional understanding of Mercury and Mercury retrograde. So because Mercury is the planet that is closest to the sun, it spins around the sun very quickly. And this is why you find, oh, it's Mercury retrograde again. We get three to four a year, but we only get them for three weeks or so. Whereas a Venus retrograde is 40 days. Mars is a bit longer. And you'll find the, the planets that are further away from the sun, their retrogrades can span for four to seven months. So what does Mercury govern? Mercury governs um, communication, the mind, and quick wit, and the intellect. It governs short trips and electronics, especially electronics that allow us to communicate. So I want you to imagine that Mercury and all the other planets are these parents or these helpers, these heavenly helpers that help you to thrive and do well in life. So Venus helps you with your love. And Mars helps you to be, you know, that awaken that warrior and to be progressive. And Jupiter helps you to expand. And Saturn helps you with your self-discipline and so on. But occasionally, these little helpers, they take a holiday, as everyone should be allowed to have a holiday. And when they go on holiday, you're by yourself. And I sometimes imagine that it's like you're at, you're at home and your parents left you to your own devices. And this is where we always have two choices. Things will get hard because we don't have our heavenly helper, our heavenly parent helping us out. So we can either complain, whinge, bitch, and blame Mercury retrograde or another retrograde, or we can actually thrive and go, hey, I'm on my own. I'm going to do my best. And when I realize a mistake, I'm going to be accountable for it and I'm going to fix it up. And this is why I love retrogrades. And this is why I talk about them so much, because this is where the opportunity of growth comes up. This is where the mind shift of things are going wrong wrong in my life, boo-hoo, pity party victim, can be switched to, how can I do this better? How can I grow and evolve through this in this different way? So Mercury retrograde, what can we expect? Well, traditionally, there are things like there's communication breakdowns. This can be just in conversations with people. This can be through text messages, emails, letters, any kind of communication whatsoever, including they all, it's always kind of not the best time to sign important contracts or read through documents because the communication isn't clear and you often miss things. So it's always good to try and avoid that if you can. What else we can expect is because we have this, um, the, the quick wit and the intellect is not as on point, it allows the more contemplative and even the more intuitive aspects of our mind to kind of step up. And so this is actually a great time. Mercury retrograde is a great time when the mercurial mind, that ever-thinking monkey mind, is not at its best, so other parts can actually shine a little bit brighter. It's a really great time for contemplation, 
for meditation and for leaning into your intuition and allowing yourself to actually get some deeper guidance. Short trips is another thing that Mercury retrograde governs. So one thing that's really important is I always try and leave or accommodate to have an extra 15 minutes for a trip. It may be roadworks, it may be you forgot that you need to put petrol in the car, it may be that as you intend to go, you get a phone call, all these little kind of hiccups can kind of stuff you up. So accommodate, just, I always say 15 minutes, or if it's a long trip or an important trip, half an hour to even an hour, if it's like a job interview or something really important like that, you can't be late. Electronics, because they are part of uh, Mercury's rule, but they're also to do with communication and so on. This is a great time just before a Mercury retrograde. And if you haven't done it yet, maybe back it up your computer right now. You want to make sure that you are fully charging your phone. All those different little things because they can tend to play out. So if they're all failing, what does that teach us? Well, if we it teaches us how to become a better communicator as we have communication breakdown. It allows us to be more contemplative and reflective as our quick wit and our monkey mind settles down. It allows us to be more organized and less rushed with our time and more peaceful with our time by making sure that we accommodate enough time for our trips. And it also allows us to not rely necessarily on electronics as our main form of communication and to make things a little bit more personal again. So those are the general lessons of Mercury Retrograde. And now what I want to do is let's have a bit of a look at what we can expect in this Mercury retrograde because it's flavoured by two different zodiac signs. The first sign when it goes into retrograde is in Aquarius. And then on the 26th of January, this coming Wednesday, it will then move back into Capricorn. And I want to look at some do's and don'ts and kind of give you a bit of guidance on what to expect for this. So first of all, Mercury retrograde in Aquarius. So what you find is that um, Aquarius is the sign, I always, I've started thinking of it as being the sign of the light worker. It's about community and making the world a better place and reaching out and doing that in a different way. So with Mercury going into retrograde in this way, one thing you may find, now if you know any Aquarians in your life, and I love Aquarians, and in fact, my moon is in Aquarius. And there's this very much, Aquarians, I, I often find, have already worked out how to make the world a better place. They're just waiting for everyone to realize that they're right and to catch up and catch on. So what happens, this kind of flavor of this Aquarian energy of knowing what to do can kind of come through in our communication. So you have to be really, really careful at this point in time that you don't become a bit of a know-it-all bit snappy at people um they're kind of like oh come on why haven't you got it that kind of that negative aspect of that aquarian energy which is like that kind of i i've i've got the knowledge why why are you so dumb there is a risk during this first half of the mercury retrograde in aquarius that you can be a bit snappy a bit short a bit abrupt in your communication so really ease up in your communication in that way and to um, really make sure that you're showing a bit more compassion and kindness and taking your time. This, there is a tendency around this time for there to be squabbles between 
important people. And remember that we've got both Venus and Psyche in retrograde as well. So be really careful in the way that you're speaking to your partner. But also friends, because Aquarius has a connection to friends and networks and community. Just be careful who you're talking to and how... Well, you can talk to whoever you want, but be careful how you talk to them. You're not being a bit short in that way. The positive aspect of Aquarius retrograde is... Sorry, of Mercury retrograde in Aquarius is that because the, the, the quick wit monkey mind has quietened down, you can be a bit more contemplative of what do I want to bring into this world? What? How can I make this world a better place? Which is perfectly timed considering we're at a new year. We're in January. And this is often a time when we stop and we reflect, what do I want to achieve? What do I want to do? And so Aquarius, Mercury being an Aquarius is really encouraging to go, hey, Let's have a really good think. How can you make this world a better place? How can you be a light worker? How can you bring more hope, more faith, more optimism, more positivity, more light, more laughter, more joy, more love into this world? What can you change in your behaviors? And this is why we definitely want to make sure we're watching the way we communicate right now. So that's a really great advantage of having Aquarius in um, or Mercury retrograde in Aquarius to really bring in that um, that contemplative aspect. So, you know, here in Australia, especially if you happen to be in Australia, January is a bit of a more slow, reflective summer holiday kind of time. So, make cut out some time to maybe journal or write down what you'd like to do in that way. So, what then happens is on the twenty sixth of January, as I said before, Mercury kind of goes back into Capricorn. Now. A bit of a warning here, Capricorn governs property. So if you need to sign any documents to do with buying a home, selling a home, or renting a home, or, or buy property or anything in that kind of manner, you probably want to try it and avoid doing it between the 26th of January and when Mercury goes direct again on the 4th of February. If you do have to, it's going to be worth slowing down, taking your time, asking the contracts to be emailed through to you so you can read them at your own pace rather than just going to sign something, having a lawyer or so a second set of eyes look over it, all those different types of things. That's the kind of warning of what you want to be aware of there. Then what we want to do is we also want to take advantage of this Capricorn energy, which is also governing the aspect of our career. So what I love, and this is what I was talking about why this Mercury retrograde position is really great. I'm going to Aquarius, how do I make the world a better place? In the Capricorn, how, how do I turn my career, my legacy, and what do I do in my public life to make that different? So you may be wondering, and there's been lots of different things that have happened in the um, world over the last couple of years that have kind of made us wonder, what do I really want to do with my life? Is this the kind of work I want to do for the next 20, 30, 40 years? And I'm, you know, in... in and the coaching and the opportunities that I help people with setting up their own home business, which if you're interested, feel free to drop me a line and I can give you some information on that. But there's lots of people that are like, I'm sick of working in IT or in, you know, in, in an office that has no fulfillment and just trying to earn as much money as I can to buy me a life that I love. I want to do something that actually I love doing each and every day. And so this is a really great Mercury retrograde, because of that contemplative nature, you're not going to be as distracted. You're not going to have the monkey mind as much. Take some time to really sit there. 
How can I make this world a better place? How can I turn my career, my public life and what I do? What's going to be my legacy? What will people remind me as? Now, does that mean you need to become the next Desmond Tutu? No, not necessarily. But if we all have that intention to make this world a better place and we dedicate some time to that, isn't that, can you imagine what difference that would make in the world? And Capricorn is about, you know, one of the detriments of the Capricorn sign and those born under the sign of Capricorn is they are so focused on being successful that sometimes they climb to the top of the mountain and they trample people on the way up there and they get to the top of the mountain and they've got no one to celebrate with. And that's not what we want. We want how do we lift everyone? And Aquarius will actually teach us that. Lift everyone. It's very Lemurian, the ancient civilization. Very much that kind of aspect in that way. So that's kind of the different flavors. So what I'd encourage you to do now is kind of like, how does, what can be done to make this world a better place? How can I contribute to the community? And how can I actually bring that into my, my, my career? Now, you may not be able to, I'm not saying everyone needs to quit their job and start, you know, saving saving trees and you know rare animals and different things like that but you may want to start to adjust and make sure that you are in alignment with what you want to do how do you make your life successful is a question that capricorn will ask and how do you make that a positive difference in the world is what aquarius would ask you so we're kind of going to contemplate those two questions backwards how do we make the world a better place and then how do i how, how am I successful in my life in making this world a better place as we get into that Capricorn? Hope that makes sense in a way. That, that's, that's a, it's, I guess the energy of the universe right now is supporting you in really kind of making some big changes. And if that's what you need to do, that's what you need to do. So after the break, we're going to dive in and look at some different crystals and essential oils that you can lean into that will allow you to kind of support you during this time and in these contemplations and tasks and so on. You're listening to The Blessed Jenny with Adam Barillet. You're listening to The Blessed Journey with Adam Barillet. We've been talking about Mercury Retrograde and taking a deep dive into the different flavours and changes that will happen with Mercury Retrograde starting in Aquarius and then backing into Capricorn and how we can really kind of bring that aspect and that energy into our lives to our advantage. Now, of course, although the planets go in retrograde and they leave us on our own devices without their support for different periods of time, Mother Earth is always here for us. She always loves us and always is supporting us. And so we can always lean into her gifts to help us with whatever is happening when our other parents abandon us. So, Let's look at some different oils and crystals that I would recommend for this time. Now, first of all, we've been talking about this contemplation. How do I make this world a better place? Is my career what I want to do? Does it fulfill me? All these different types of aspects. This is obviously very meditative, very contemplative, very, um, you know, you might want to journal or something like that. And so some really great essential oils to work lean into. The first one is spearmint. So spearmint, where is peppermint? can really help with clarity, and that can be useful. Spearmint helps us to really kind of listen to the more subtle messages within us. Spearmint was used by the ancient Greeks and the ancient Romans, those who were studying metaphysics and magic and the occult and all those different types of things to help them notice the subtle energies around them and even communication or hints that would come from the other realms as well. Now, if that's of interest to you or whether you just want to kind of hear 
kind of listen a little bit more. Spearman allows you to do that. Spearman is really good for helping us to, if we're feeling unsettled within us, to work out why we're feeling unsettled. Especially Spearman, I find, can be really quite helpful. If you're just feeling sad or um, a bit depressive or grieving in any way, it really helps to kind of let you examine that and kind of move forward and go, what's happening here? So how do we work with Spearman? Well, Spearman is great to pop in the diffuser, but it's not just popping in the diffuser and the answers will come to you. You've actually got to make the take some time or take some step to allow yourself to be in that more contemplative state. So ideally, what I'd love you to do is get a space to yourself, Spearman in the diffuser or in your hands and breathing it in. Or one thing I've been loving doing recently I know a lot of people don't like masks, and yes, if I had a choice, I'd rather not wear a mask. But what I have been doing every time I wear a mask is I pop some essential oils in there. What I've been noticing, though, is when I do yoga and we're wearing a mask, I often top up my oils in there before we go into Shavasana at the end. And I'm really focusing on the aroma of that oil, and the oil starts speaking to me. I really get to know it. I get to smell the different notes in the oil suddenly becomes a lot more complex. It, 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 like an onion, it reveals different layers in this way. So another way, if you want to do a bit of meditation with spearmint, get a cloth mask or any mask really and pop a few drops of spearmint on, pop that over your face, lay down and just think about these questions that we've been talking about, about how do you bring more light to the world and how can your career help to facilitate that? How can you be remembered as being a positive light in this world? Is it something that Capricorn and Aquarius would sit down and ask you? Spearmint will allow you to kind of notice what's, what, what this restlessness is. Because when there's a restlessness, something's not quite right. And we've got to work out what's not quite right and how do we fix that. And spearmint is a perfect oil for allowing that to happen. What you also want with spearmint when you're working with it, whether you're laying down and doing this contemplative meditation, or whether you're just kind of going about your day, is you want to have a bit of a technology detox. Because a lot of the time, you know, especially television or if you're on social media, you're being told what to do, think, behave, feel, etc. And you can't listen to yourself when other people are telling you at the same time. So try, especially once the sun sets, eliminating as much technology as possible. Silence your phone or even turn off your phone. Turn off the radio. Turn off the music. Turn off the television. Just have the silence. And then guess what all you have is your own thoughts. It allows you to kind of work through things. Now, of course, if you share a home with other people, they're going to be there as well. But it also allows for a bit more kind of presence. So Spearman is an absolutely amazing one right now. You can also bring in, you could bring in a bit of peppermint um, or even Japanese peppermint, which we talked about uh, last week, or lemongrass. So lemongrass, when you look at the plant, it's these long blades, and I always call it my sword of light. And lemongrass is a really great one for helping with clarity, helping you to see the light and how to move towards what's going to be positive in your life. Both spearmint and, although lemongrass I often use for the solar plexus chakra, it can be used for the third eye chakra as well to help you get really clear. So if you find that there's too much noise in your life and you're not don't even have a chance to think, this is where you lean in with spearmint. If you find that you've got that space but you're still not like 
you're feeling foggy and you're like, I don't know how I can make a difference. I don't know what I want to do with my work. I don't know if it's positive or negative or those types of things. That's where you want lemongrass. So lemongrass, again, in the diffuser, in the mask and do a mask meditation like I've been talking about. But also lemongrass, if you've got like doTERRAs, um, you can cook with both spearmint and um, lemongrass and get them in that way. But I also love when I um, do my cleaning in the morning, I'll walk around like the kitchen bench, the bathroom benches, my desk, and pop a few drops of lemongrass on and just wipe it with a wet cloth. And so you get this beautiful cleansing aroma. And that can be a beautiful way to work with lemongrass as well. So then crystals to complement this, contemplated crystals. What do we want? We want some uh, third eye chakra crystals here. This is where falcon's eye, that beautiful or sometimes known as blue tiger's eye, can be really, really beneficial. Uh, you might want to lean into um, sodalite. Blue sodalite could be really great. Lapis lazuli can really help. It's got a very kind of um, Aquarian energy in that very like, how do we rule? How do I become the master? How do I make this world a better place? But lean into your favorite dark blue or indigo crystals when you are doing this contemplative time and resting it on the third eye chakra holding it in your hands, wearing it throughout the day, all this is going to allow that time for that contemplation of how do I make these changes in my life that we've been talking about. Right, then we've got this communication aspect. We've got to talk to people. And this is where things can kind of go wrong. So we want to make sure that our communication is effective. So I mentioned before that we can get a little bit um, abrupt in our communication, and this is where eucalyptus is a really great oil. Eucalyptus obviously supports the respiratory system, which is linked to the throat chakra, which is about self-expression and communication. It allows the free flow of air and the energy of the throat chakra to flow, ebb and flow, so there is enough talking and enough listening. And it's kind of like a tennis match going backwards and forwards in that way. The other great thing about eucalyptus oils is that they are very um, cooling. And eucalyptus oils can be used to help take out anger, abruptness, or a temper, and just cool your words. So if you're feeling a little bit angry, some deep breath with some eucalyptus can really help you to cool on down. So that's going to be a really great one for that kind of communication. With the crystals, there, this is where you want to have a throat chakra crystal near you. And I'm tending to lean towards um, soft blue crystals. So things like angelite is really good, which encourages us more to listen. We've got blue calcite, which takes away, again, that kind of fieriness in our communication. We've got blue lace agate, which, again, helps us to be more gentle and kind and compassionate. Blue lace agate works beautifully with eucalyptus or even with Roman chamomile, again, which brings that gentleness in. So if you're finding that you are a bit fiery, a bit, you know, kind of over the top with your communication, feeling a bit snappy, people are annoying you and you're biting their heads off, you know, blue lace agate, Roman camel, eucalyptus, angelite, these are really, really going to help you in that way. The final things that will really be beneficial are to help keep you grounded. Because unfortunately, not every single person in the world has listened to my podcast. But please feel free to share it and tell people about it so that more people do. But some of them will just get swept up in the chaos of Mercury retrograde. And you want to keep yourself nice and grounded in this way or in this period so that you can focus on the lessons and not get caught up in the drama. The oil I'd recommend you lean into here is known as Arbor Vitae. 
It is gifted to us from the wood of a cypress tree that grows in North America. The oil is so thick in this tree that nothing will eat into it. No bugs, no rot, even when it falls over and dies, it takes thousands of years to um, break down because nothing will help to decompose it because that oil is so thick in it. So when we get that essential oil, not only is it great as an insect repellent, it's also I love it for my immune system and I love to um, pop it on my feet at night and I, because of that foresty aroma of that wood, I love to diffuse it in the afternoon to help me relax. But energetically or metaphysically, just as it repels insects, it repels things that would bug you or that would eat at you. And so it helps you to stay really quite grounded and it's quite protective in that way. Not only that, but this is a massive tree that grows straight upright towards the heavens. So what we're all aiming to do, and hopefully one of the reasons you listen to this podcast, is that you want to grow spiritually. You want to become closer to the heavens in, in one way or another. And Arbor Vitae helps us to do that by stopping us getting distracted and caught up in other people's demands and drama and whatever else, and those other distractions. So it's really good at helping to keep you focused. It is another good one for sadness as well. And I feel there is a bit of sadness around at the moment just because there's grief, not necessarily between because of someone passing away, but because of the loss of opportunities for life. Like, you know, people haven't been able to see family members. People haven't been able to go somewhere where they normally wouldn't be able to do it, go. People haven't been able to do practice traditions that have done for years and years and years just because they haven't been able to, because of the pandemic and so on. So both um, eucalyptus and spearmint and arborvitae are grief oils. They're probably not the primary ones. Cypress leaf oils tend to be really, really good. And doTERRA has a great blend called Console, which is a real nice sookie la la kind of hug blend. But these can be used as well. And so arborvitae is going to really help you to get rid of that sadness and just focus on, right, this is what I'm here to do. And I think that's great in the pandemic of like, you can sit here and go, oh, well, I can't do this and I can't do that. And we're not allowed to do that. And the government put these legislations in that stop me from doing this. And you can stay in that energy. Or you can focus on what am I here to do? How am I going to do it? I'm not going to get distracted. I'm not going to get pulled off course. I'm just going to focus and work out the best way to do what I'm here to do. Arborvitae helps with that. The Mercury Retrograde in Aquarius and Capricorn is supporting that. It's a really good energy to be focusing on right now. To pair that with a crystal, a really great crystal is Botswana agate. Now, agates are found all over the world in a whole range of varieties and patterns and things like that. Botswana agate is stunning. It's a You get it in browns, which brown may not be the most extravagant color in the world, but it's, it is really grounding. And what you'll see is you'll see these beautiful kind of lines in it, and it looks almost like the rings of a tree. And in fact, that's exactly kind of how it formed, not through just growth, but through volcanic activity, layer after layer. That, you know, Botswana is probably somewhere you don't think of as volcanic, but many, many years ago it was, and this formed this beautiful agate. So you often hear me talk about Botswana agate around Mercury retrograde because it allows us to ground with that brown energy, but being volcanic, it also has that fire. So it's about containing the fire within and staying grounded. Polychrome Jasper, which I've been talking a little bit about recently as well, could be another one. But Botswana Agate, well, perfect for that and works really well with Arborvitae. So there are some tips 
for um, this Mercury retrograde. And to summarize, I popped some of these on social media, but I thought I'd just share them with you again. I've got Adam Barillet's top five do's and don'ts for this Mercury retrograde. So first of all, our five don'ts. Number one, don't get into the hype and the chaos of others freaking out about Mercury retrograde. You know this is an opportunity to see where there are issues and fix them up and learn and evolve. So take advantage of that. Number two, don't take people's aloofness or lack of replying to messages and communication personally right now. Because remember, as you become more contemplative and lean into what we've been talking about, so will other people as well. Number three, don't fall into the trap of squabbling with people, especially those you care about, especially before the 26th of January, when Mercury is in retrograde in Aquarius. Number four, don't become overly critical or nitpicky after the 26th of January. Capricorn can be a little bit like that, so just be aware that, again, we want to have our communication full of kindness and compassion. You've got those crystals to help you with that, those soft blue crystals. Number five, don't sign any contracts to buy, sell, or rent property between the 26th of January and the 4th of February. So those are the five don'ts and five do's. Number one, take time to complete, sorry, take time to contemplate on how to make the world a better place and your role in that mission. Number two, consider your next steps in your career to take from February onwards. So contemplate now and make those changes after Feb 4. Number three, check the recipients on all texts, emails and DMs. Make sure you're not messaging the wrong person. And if you can take a couple of seconds or a couple of moments to also reread each message, that might be a good idea too. Number four, reunite with family or vacation at home during this time. And number five, Maintain balance by spending time in nature. And that's always going to be a wise thing, whether Mercury is in retrograde or not. So enjoy the lessons and the opportunities that Mercury retrograde brings. If I can help you, please reach out to me via the links below in the show notes. And next week, we'll start preparing ourselves for February as I share with you my February forecast. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. May you thrive during Mercury retrograde and not lose your mind in a bad way like everyone else is at this time. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me on the Blessed Journey today. I hope what we've explored has helped to ignite a light within you so that you may shine a little bit brighter out in the world. Feel free to subscribe so you get notified of future episodes and I love receiving your five-star reviews and reading your comments. Until the next episode, check me out on social media. Go to adambarillet.com. Find me under Adam Barillet at YouTube and Instagram, as well as Crystal Connections with Adam Barillet on Facebook. I look forward to joining you again soon. Blessed be.